This is the first episode of Beneath the Cow. It will be available on all major podcast platforms. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel. Now, we're here to talk about the movie Wakanda Forever. And I got some very special guests here, some amazing cosplayers. Uh, I am cosplayed by Shinobi, a.k.a. Chris, and I'll let everyone introduce themselves. I'm Kai, um, Kaiish Black on Instagram. You can also find me at hashtag KBlackCosplay. Um, I'm Namor Cosplay. Um, I just go by Namor. Uh, it's just not everything else, so, yeah. And I'm Mighty Morphin Cosplay. That's me on Instagram and Facebook, but uh, also known as Polar. And we're waiting for the Black Panther himself, Vibranium Cosplay. He's having some technical difficulties, so hopefully he is able to join us before we end this discussion. So, the movie. What are your thoughts? What did you think about it? Um, well, I'll converse. I had very high expectations um, for Namor. I've, for those who don't know, I'm a big Namor fan. I've been a fan of him reading his comics for most of my life. Um, and you know, a little irony is, um, so well before, like when they first, the rumors first started coming about that he was going to be in the Black Panther film, this is before like to know or anything was cast or anything, we, the Namor fandom itself, we were all kind of very pissed off because we were like, he's not a Black Panther villain. Everything's because of the Phoenix Force. Like, you know, this shouldn't be happening. Uh, but then after the movie, the whole fandom, we were just like, this is fucking amazing. <laughs> Like they really got Namor down to a T. So I was very, um, very, very happy with how they handled it. So we were very um, proven wrong, which is great. So I'll be honest. I mean, we all assumed that with, you know, Endgame when they talked about underwater earthquakes. Everybody was like, oh, they're definitely going to bring Namor in here. But we didn't know how to do it. But I think you were the first. Namor cosplay I've actually ever seen. And I reached out to you. I was like, I really hope you go on to the premiere because I yeah. kept seeing your cosplays. I'm like, dude, you're you 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 were definitely like the Namor representative to me that I kept seeing all over. Thank you. Yeah, I've been cosplaying Namor for about two years, um, which is great. I met uh, nine different Namor cosplays, so I'm just racking up like Infinity Stones at this point. Um, but it's all it's all from a place of love for this character, mostly just from the comics and now the movie. So I'm just very happy that, you know, now that there's like Money Morphin that you know, because it really was only me for about two years when I first started. It was only me doing him, which is kind of sad because he's such a great character. Now it's exploded and it's so exciting to see other people, you know, doing him. So yeah. I was to add on to that, uh, I'll admit, I didn't really know much about Namor at all. I, I knew of him, but I didn't really know much about his background or anything. Um, and I had really high expectations when I found out that they were casting Tenoch, which is a Mexican actor, and they were going to go with, you know, they were going to use Latin heritage to create his world. And me as a Mexican waiting for that latin representation in the marvel like a, a good powerful latin representation in the marvel movies that was my expectation i was like they better do this right they better do us proudly and now i am a huge namor fan because of how well they did it and namor is just amazing in that and now now i'm going to start reading his comic books because now i just want to learn all about him so i'm glad that they brought namor out to the spotlight 
Silver Age, anyone needs recommendations? Silver Age Namor is the best Namor. So I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to get on top of that. But to backdoor on what she said, I wasn't super familiar with Namor before the movie. Um, I think walking into this movie due to the death of Chadwick, they they walked into this thing with a huge weight on their shoulders, high expectations because the movie, the first movie did so well, and I think they executed the. <laughs> the sequel tremendously, especially considering all the challenges they had walking into this. And then Marvel is spectacular at bringing characters that most people would not even um, consider or be familiar with and bringing them alive and forcing you to love them. Like, of course, you know, I'm I'm team Wakanda, but I'm like, shoot, I'm I'm on Neymar's side too. I'm really <laughs> the movie song. They Marvel does a spectacular job uh, when it comes to casting, when it comes to their execution, and I think they get amazing. Um, I know I heard back and forth, you know, everybody has an opinion, but when you when it all boils down, they had to keep a story alive when its main character the movie was literally called black panther when its main character um unfortunately passed and i think they they did an amazing job and similar to i think we can actually hear you uh similar to namor cos namor cosplay my first cosplay was black panther also um and the representation meant a lot for me. The character meant a lot for me. And how the movie started, it was just so emotional, right? I was like, oh, they're really going to hit us just like this right off the bat. And they did. But I felt like it was, it felt almost kind of personal. And I felt like it also gave us, the fans, a chance to kind of grieve as well. You know what I mean? It's kind of our goodbye to Chadwick as well. And, and I really appreciate how well that was executed. Vibranium needs to know the, the question. Oh, can you guys hear me? That's, that's we can. Yeah. Great. All right. Welcome. Thank so you. we're we're talking about the movie. What are some of your thoughts? And uh, you know, we saw we saw it for the first time together. Actually, mm -hmm. um, what are your thoughts on the movie? What are my thoughts on the movie? Well, I think uh, you know, I was I was really excited when I saw the trailer, and I kind of wanted to see what they were going to do. And I knew they had a lot of expectations about sort of. Uh, dealing with, you know, the real world uh, death of Chadwick, uh, trying to change the movie to take it in a new direction and merge those two. So I know there's a lot of pressure and it probably would have been easy to fail to go in too many directions. But I think overall, when I saw it, I thought it was put together very well. And uh, I really enjoyed the whole thing. And I felt like I got more out of it watching it a second time where I could kind of see some of the themes that were going through the movie. So the first thing that jumped out of me was the, the scene in Haiti when Ramonda goes to visit Nakia, the kid who was there who was actually walking over, I was like, oh, that's that kid. And there's a lot of stuff like that. The second time I watched it, this just, just jumped out at me. You hear people saying common themes. Like you hear Killmonger say some stuff that N Namor said and things like that. So you're like, oh, okay. And then I kind of noticed even with, uh, you know, Shuri's Black Panther, it's got a mix of gold and black. It kind of makes sense because she's got a bit of anger. So it's a little bit of Killmonger, a little bit of T'Challa. So things like that jumped out at me. I'd also like to add that the second viewing was a lot better because I know that Namor lived. 
So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was very stressed out. And I was just watching all my hopes and dreams just shatter in front of me. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was one of my issues with Killmonger, them killing him after one movie. And I did not want to see Namor go down that way either. I'm glad that he survived. Yeah, and them bringing back Killmonger as well, I think yeah. was, uh, oh. It worked well, actually, it did. It was it was such an amazing touch, especially with him being a fan favorite from the first movie. And then, like you said, disappointed that he, that they killed him off after one movie um, and such, such a huge role he played in the first movie. And I, I definitely was excited to see him come back. The whole, when I saw it, the whole theater erupted and I almost jumped out of my seat personally. So um, every time I go see these movies, I'm like trying to bottle up everything and like not let too much come out because i'm definitely the person in the back row screaming at the top of my lungs i'm either screaming i'm either crying i'm either like twitching like because i'm like feeling like i'm fighting with them during the movie so many emotions and this movie definitely took me out when it came emotionally i mean they executed in my opinion well on the emotional front right you had i mean think about queen ramonda was not expecting that her her i mean well her scenes were very emotional pretty much the majority oh. of her scenes were emotional right i mean her and okoye that that whole you know at least you can visit oh, your yeah. husband in jail yeah, mine yeah. is with the ancestors <laughs> oh the, the scene where she got fired yes yeah, yeah no, no like no. Really, you know, the line, have I not given enough? Oh. Yeah, it, it was interesting to hear her perspective, uh, just to see how she felt about like the events of the movie beforehand. Because from McCoy's perspective, she's like, Oh, I'm doing a good job, but from her perspective, she's like, Look at all these people that I love that are dead. Yeah, the other thing I wanted to really give props to the movie was for tackling the subject of grief. Because it's a very hard, it's a very hard subject, and I know I was really nervous to go see the movie because I lost my dad to cancer a year ago, and that's how we lost Chadwick. And I was afraid of what they were going to show us, how they were going to talk about his death, and they did it in such a beautiful, respective way, respective way, and and they talk how you know how they tackled grief with um, with all his family members. Like I don't know, like I didn't feel. I didn't feel uncomfortable like I thought I would. I I I I don't even know how to explain it, but I, I love I love how they how they tackled that subject. I just I don't know. I really appreciated it. It was interesting to me how they kind of made it similar to the real life because they they basically I think it was something like he had a disease and he didn't yeah. tell anybody, and then Shuri was sort of like desperately trying to help him, but it was like too late, and he kind of already had accepted that he was going to pass and already had made plans to, for what he, you know his son was going to do and all that other stuff. So I thought it was nice and they didn't dwell on it too long, you know, because I felt like I wasn't sure how they're going to do that. And then just right out the gate, they just got right to it. So. Yeah. I also liked what this movie did well is um, there's always like that meme going around that's just like Marvel always has to put a joke after like a heavy moment. Mm -hmm. And I really liked how Kugler let us sit with the heavier moments. It wasn't just like, here's this big thing and here's a good joke to crack right after. I was like, you kind of had to sit there yeah. and like yeah. ask yeah. like, un not uncomfortable. It's just like, you got to bask in the deep aspects of it. You know, you're not there to, you know, hear like a bad joke. It's just like, no. Like, and 
when he did like everyone was silent like when, yeah, when he died and then the the marvel credits roll roll off it was like dead silent every every song i've got been to so yeah yeah, yeah no he did like, great and speaking on that i mean it just reminded me and this is one of my pet peeves about marvel movies as well but the spider-man movie the most recent one like aunt may died and like two seconds later they were like on to the next thing like i couldn't even wipe my tear from my eye before like they were jumping through hoops fighting in the next scene and with this particular movie like you said they handled it with care and they did such an amazing job honoring his memory i also think the score was just amazing oh. as well complimented everything when they i mean when they went to uh Talacon, that was just so beautiful. When Shuri's like going through that music was just beautiful. Perfect. Yeah, soundtrack, amazing, amazing. Yeah. Every song, every song fit every scenario in the movie, and even songs like the Rihanna song. Like to me, that's not one of those songs where it's just like, yeah, you just ride through playing that song. Like, but when you yeah. put it in the movie, it was perfect. Like it fit like a puzzle piece with the movie, um, and it made me appreciate the song so much more. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, from soundtrack to the way they handled the real life death, the movie death, etc., like it was handled very, very well. Excellent. The the music too. I really just love the the siren song. Right, you know. Oh. Like before. Oh my god. I totally agree with you. Incredible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that scene was pretty awesome. Yeah. It was so cool. I was like, oh, this is real. They're actually doing the sirens because I don't think there really are sirens in his mm -hmm. comics. So I really liked how they kind of took that and implemented yeah. that into his, mm -hmm. the movie. It was really, really genius in my opinion. I really liked that scene because it was kind of creepy because you were like, what's happening? Like, yeah. Everyone was kind of freaking out. And then the guy like puts in the earplugs. Yeah. And a tumor comes. Just, <laughs> I know. I know. They're like, oh, we got to wait. Right. And then the helicopter. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. So. On that on that point too is um being a longtime Namor fan is uh there are implications of just like jokes and stuff or things like uh the ankle wings for instance. Sometimes people will talk down on those or like make funny jokes, but I very much appreciated how they turned them into threat and they were badass. No one was like making fun of his goofy little wings on his ankle, like like and I like the the um whoever did like the sound mixing said that the sound was like rattlesnakes. Yeah. Like, the fluttering I was like this this is so cool they were like the cool shots as he's flying through the air and fighting and like they really just put an emphasis on it as a threat and not a joke so i really um, appreciated that as a fan so oh yeah nobody was messing with anymore Let's no. <laughs> you know, and baku was like oh i would I, you know at first he was like no i would i would have him in hand and once he got mm -hmm. one one punch he was like okay um <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we, we are not going to kill it. We're not going to try to kill this guy. I'm, no. I'm, no. He said his, what do you say? One of my favorite quotes in the entire movie. Is, his people do not call him General Aki. They call him Kuku Khan, the feather servant god. <laughs> and it was like he had developed this respect. And he was like, if we kill him, if we try to kill him, his people will destroy us. Yes. <laughs> They go, you think you don't think we have books in the mountains, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, I mean, I think, I think to speak on that, they humbled like Wakanda was humbled. 
um, by going up against them. And really, if Shuri had not gotten the upper hand, <laughs> it would have been a very, very, very different story. <laughs> he was so bone chilling. And he, when he said, like, I felt it. I was like, he said, I have, we have more warriors than you have blades of grass. How are you going to defeat that? Yeah, no. Crazy. And then also they emphasize the fact that Wakanda had never gone up against somebody that had access to vibranium as well. So when you factor in how many warriors they had, and he's been training them their entire life to go against the surface world, and then you add that in lieu of them having access to vibranium, because that... Technology and vibranium is what makes Wakanda superior. So when you talk about having a having your villain or your your nemesis have access to the same weaponry that you have, game changer. Yeah. And I'm happy that they emphasize that because it you know, it didn't diminish Wakanda's power. It just, like I said, it humbled them. It was like, oh, this is an even opponent i think that's good though in movies because sometimes if you have like one side that's overpowered it's a little bit boring because you know they're going to win so you don't really have an investment in the, in the struggle and the fight you're like oh they're going to win i don't know how but somehow they're going to overcome it oh yeah you're like sometimes when superman fights people you like you know he's not going to die it's no not, yeah, i right? was stressed. It's a little bit boring because you're like you're not really afraid for him but when batman fights somebody right you're like oh no. So I'm, I think it's good. Wait, we're not we're not going to talk about Superman. On this oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. I'm just saying it makes it more interesting when it's a level playing And so no, I got you. When you look at Namor too, is like another one of my biggest requirements and why the fandom was um, upset about him being in the movie when it first got announced way back was we thought he'd make him a one note villain. You know, just very like you know mustache swirling kind of like that. But what they did was they kind of made him like the Silver Age, where it's like he's a protector of his people no matter the cost, and he's very uh, aggressive about it. Um, that's just who he is, and it's it's fine. Because um, I liked how he had reason to attack everyone. It wasn't just uh, just because I'm going to do it, just because I feel like it. Because um, one person says like, "Oh, well, he attacked Wakanda." I was like, "Well, if you think about it, though, Shuri was in Wakanda, or was in Telecon, and then Ramona drew." Namor out, and then Shuri escaped, killing two of his people. Of course, he's gonna be pissed off. Like he showed you his, his home, and then you go and kill two of his people and leave. Like he's gonna be pissed off. Like, think oh no, it. I I think they wrote his character really well, and they portrayed you know the, the emotions and when he's explaining uh, to Shuri, you know how his mom, you know how they ended up where they were, and you know they introduced the colonizers. And you know they brought the diseases and all that sort of thing, and uh, which was also cool to see. You know, hear how he got his name, El, El Nino. Uh, yeah, that was that was a cool. That was cool. cool yeah, like that. yeah. Um, yeah, it was just it was just. I mean, it was kind of kind of Killmonger esque. You know what I mean? He's like, I have, I have this goal because the surface world has treated us this way, um, and I think. I part of me just like wanted to see, yeah, we'll kind of team up and, and y'all do the thing. And I genuinely think that's coming. <laughs> I, I, there's the way they the way they ended it 
that's definitely the next piece. Yes. Oh, right. well, they were already attacking and looking for vibranium, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and you can already see the U.S. government getting ready to go at Wakanda. Oh, yeah. I also think that the actor did a really good job of showing the different personalities of, of Namor, like the, you know, like the sweet, like this, this is my home. I love my people. I'll do anything for them. Let's be friends. I want to show you this beautiful place. But then also like, oh, if you want to be my enemy, this is what you can call me by. And he was just like, you can fear him, but you could also like uh, just respect him because of like, I don't know. I just, I just felt like he, the actor did a really good job with the different parts of his personality. Yeah, it was very much either you're with me or you're against me. I, I love this little comic book callback where, um, you know, uh, Sherry's like, you're going to go to war with the entire surface world. And he's like, yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like, no big deal. Like, like, I declare war on the surface world. And it's like, it's just kind of like comically hilarious that like the entire surface world he's declaring war on. And I liked how they kind of had that little moment where he's like, yeah, I'm going to the whole surface world. Like, <laughs> so, yeah. 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 And what do we think? So, in Baku, is he the new king of Wakanda? Because Shuri is only going to be the protector, as as far as we can tell. She she has no interest in being the queen. I feel like he's the regent in a way, right? Yeah. Like she doesn't want to do it, so he's stepping in to do it until whoever is ready to rule is ready. If you look to like, uh, they have all the shots of like the different like tribes and like all of them are looking at him and like in happiness, I guess. They're agreeing, like, agreeing. Oh, yeah, they're not like before. They're like, oh shit, and Baku's here. They're like, mm. we got you, you know? Yeah. I think traditional like um, switch up. I mean, he's the one that stepped up to protect the entire kingdom when they needed it most. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know, like he he's definitely proved to be very wise and just a good leader. So I think everybody finally recognized him for that. Yeah. I definitely think he's the new king. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. the way, I mean, from from the way he set up, the way they set up the storyline, all of the leadership positions he was put in, um, the moment where he said, your brother, you know, told me to look out for you, like everything, you know, everything that they did, all the movements and the plays that they made in the movie was setting it all up for him to take it. And I would say, and there was some argument in it, uh, behind this particular movie where it said, like, the the male warriors were kind of, like, pushed to the background. Um, but he was definitely pushed to the forefront, which is why I feel like he is definitely going to take the mantle. Because if he doesn't, who else is? Like, let's just be real. Like, they there there was no other male characters that they were pushing forward to take that mantle. Yeah, it is curious to me because I'm not sure what what, what direction they're gonna go in the third movie because it seems to be kind of wide open now. I mean, they have a lot of options, and I think people's expectations have changed because I don't think in the third movie there's gonna be an introduction of a new Black Panther, right? Probably yeah. not. So it's like, what do you do? Like you're saying with this split, like if if he's the king and then she's, you know, the Black Panther, or does she decide she doesn't want to do any of this and he's a king and Black Panther, right? Or whatever they might do. Someone so was- I saw 
I saw the video because I watch all of this stuff. They were talking about the only people that can actually become the Black Panther have to be within the bloodline, which is why Shuri was able to take the mantle up. So if that is in fact a true statement, then he wouldn't even be able to take the herb and become the Black Panther. Yeah, not only, not only that. It to him now. Remember, she did, but when she did this new, she used T'Challa's DNA. So I think it's going to have to be someone within their bloodline in order to be able to take this new heart-shaped herb that she created. I also saw something online too that M'Baku is a different religion than the Panthers. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm. I want to say like when people are suggesting M'Baku would take the, the mantle, I know there's a couple of Black Panther fans who are saying he would have to change his whole religion because he doesn't worship fast. Um, mm. so, right. mm. I'm going to be honest. So they typically put what three years in between the movies like actually the actual releasing of the movies i think that his son is going to take the mantle they're just going to speed things they're going to catapult things forward they're going to do like a teenage black panther um that's what i could see them doing i don't know how old is that but, huh how old is that the, the guy the, the child He'd be like six, right? Six or seven, yeah. Because yeah. it's twenty eighteen was the first film, so. Um, I'm trying uh, to remember how long they said that um, that his mom was away from Wakanda. If you also think too, um, we're technically six in the years, time, like, I believe twenty twenty three yeah. of the because Thanos' snap put everyone five years ahead mm. of eighteen. So it's 2023, so maybe 2024. So he's probably six or seven. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to say six or seven. They're going to put three years probably before we even see another movie that would make him 10. And by that time, you would really be able to, you would really be able to depict an older Sherry. You would be able to depict an older, you know, older characters and just kind of push his age forward by five years, seven years, whatever the case may be, to make him a teenage. Black Panther, mm. but once you take the herb, I mean, does it really matter? Because Shuri ain't nothing but a buck fifteen something leg. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's I, what I, I, mean, I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, it'll, it'll be interesting to see, though. It'll be interesting. Uh, yeah, I guess we'll start seeing. I know they have you know TV shows relating to Wakanda coming out and everything they're working on. And I'm assuming it's gonna correlate to everything that's going on and planning for the future as well. Yeah. Wait, I well, have a question. Sorry. Super. Oh, okay. So, what did you guys think of the final fight scene? And, and I just want to see how uh, Namor possibly felt about the uh, his wings getting ripped off. Because I oh. saw that and I was like, oh, are they gonna grow back? Yeah. They that's always, yeah. It's happened many times. So they always grow back. But I I felt secondhand pain from that. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Think about my own wings. I was like, damn. I think I felt the same way when Okoye was fighting uh, on the bridge. Uh, oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, when her face head hit that, that spear, I felt that. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Was there was like an audible gasp in the entire thing. Like, oh, <laughs> like. And then I, I was I was scared that she was about to die also. Uh, like, yeah. I was yeah. I, I like I like the final fight scene because I liked how they didn't make Shuri like this, 
you know, amazing fighter because, you know, she hadn't been fighting as much. She had the strength and the power, but like she was, if you, if, I guess when I watched it, it looked like she was kind of getting owned for a bit and was fighting back, but it was more like a very, very scrappy kind of fight and it was more about yeah. who had more grit, right? So she wasn't just like dominating the whole time. And it like when she ripped off his wings, it was just kind of showed that, you know, you had to kind of fight kind of dirty to win. First of all, she's getting dominated the whole time. <laughs> Let's not. I mean, she won again, so I mean, not, come on. You're not about to gas Sheree up like she wasn't getting it handed to her. And then she was also fighting somebody she had already weakened substantially. Mm, true, true. So, yeah. And she but was, it was his fault for not finishing her off when he impaled her, right? Because he could have finished her then. He, like, walked away. I mean, he thought he did. Yeah. He yeah. thought he did. You gotta my, go for the head. We, we figured that, that out. Was, anymore, well, he right? was just trying to, <laughs> my guy was just trying to get to the water. <laughs> he wasn't thinking about finishing her off. He was just like, I am thirsty and I need to get some water. <laughs> what Thanos said. Thanos said you gotta go for the head, right? Come on. I, I kept reading jokes that if uh, Namor just carried a bottle of water around with him, he'd be invincible. Exactly. <laughs> You just have like a little water bomb, like right, right at his side, so you can just like explode at any time you want. Yeah. Okay, like one of those beer hats, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I, I need Shuri for the next movie if they're gonna continue this. I need her to put on some weight. I need her them to get her on some protein, some squats. You know, like, I saw like a couple images, and I feel like they had like added some. You know, in post, there were a couple. It's just like because I feel like she was she's thinner than what I saw, and I don't remember what image it was. I think it was one of the images where she was holding. I was like, "Dog, he like looked he movie," and it was just bothering me because I did a podcast and interview on this probably five years ago <laughs> before Chadwick died, and the conversation piece came up about Sherry, and I was like they need to put her on a diet plan immediately. And they did not. She is a very, very thin woman. And you could see it in the movie. I was like, dang, they could have did a different camera angle or something. They need to make her look, you know. But no, they... But I also respect it as well because they kept her true to herself. Like, she, you know, she's the small woman that beat Namor. So I I love it. I love it. I had no complaints. But let me say one thing to that, though. Cause you know how Spider-Man is kind of like small and scrappy and he does all super powered stuff. He lifts up cars and like, you know, holds like two trains together or whatever it is. So like sometimes in these comic books, like the power is not really like uh, what it would be realistic, like in the real world. So like everyone has all these powers and abilities, somewhat from the suit and then somewhat from whatever. So that, that's kind of how I took it. But, uh, but yeah. And I, I see your, I see your point. I see your point, but Spider-Man wasn't he's not tiny she's tiny yeah like yeah that was my only point one thing i would say though is the first movie she was more like almost like comedic relief she really had to step up and do a lot of dramatic acting in this movie and she she nailed it oh perfectly she was able to carry which is great so yeah what did you think of Sorry. So uh, you realize that these people knew Chadwick in real life, and when they're filming this movie, they're probably getting over real-world grief. So you know how people are a lot of times when somebody they know passes away. A lot of people don't fare well, and some people lose weight and whatever. So 
you know, and then I, I'm sure they were trying to film this movie under this tight schedule to get everything out after COVID was over, even during COVID. So, yeah. Um, I'm going to answer your question and then I'm going to sign off. Um, Riri Williams loved yep. her. Um, I've heard mixed reviews about her in regards to a lot of people felt like she was too urban and I felt like it was perfect. It was executed perfectly because if you put a black person in that scenario, they don't react exactly the way she did. <laughs> like to me, it was not too urban. It wasn't ghetto. It wasn't anything like that. I think if you place a black person in scenarios like that, she's like, wait a minute, where are you going? Like, uh-uh, not, like we don't do that. Like every every way that she reacted, give me my money, you you didn't pay me on time. Now the price just went up. I think it they played her position exactly the way it should have been played. And then they also kept the intelligent side of her. Um, they let that shine through as well, how they emphasize how she's been doing this since she was a kid and how smart she is. Um, I think they executed her perfectly. So I love Riri. I cannot wait to see more from her because I know they're still supposed to be coming out with Ironheart. I'm yep. sorry. Um, is it Ironheart? It's Ironheart. Okay, so they're supposed to be coming out with Ironheart on Disney+. Plus. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, but yeah, I love Riri. I love the whole movie, guys. I've seen it uh, seven times now. Oh, wow. I've seen it four times. Wow. I am only on two. I'm on two also. Yeah. <laughs> I, I saw it like the first three times of my own in the, the premiere, and then also just like by myself and not with a yeah. friend. But, you know, it gets to a point where, like, you know, I'm a Namor cosplay. My friends know I'm a huge Namor fan who are not in the cosplay. They, they want to see it with you. Yeah. They said, yo, I'm going to see what kind of forever you want to come. Well, obviously I'll go like I can't say they no. want to see it with you yeah so sure. I gotta say yes every time so and I, I don't mind it I love it so each viewing so yeah. you know it's funny I haven't seen it with any other cosplayers other than at the premiere so Kai yeah. if you ever want to see it I'll go see it with you let's do it all let's right do it. and I know you I gotta run very, Kai. I am very particular about who I go see Marvel movies with uh -huh. because I went on a date one time and the guy like was so judgmental about me crying at the end of the movie and I was like never again so now I'm like unless you're invested the way that <laughs> I'm invested and and don't be asking me questions in the theater either like, I'm, not, I'm not going for a damn Q&A I don't want to educate you on the backstories if you haven't seen it and you don't know no I'm very particular <laughs> I will sit in that theater by myself and cry and, and laugh and fight and I don't want no judgment so we can go see it together. Alright, that's fine. I was, I was trying to make sure I still passed. <laughs> <laughs> Alright guys, it's been wonderful. I gotta sign off but nice meeting all of y'all. Um, excuse my Texas accent. I just heard it myself um, but I'm signing off. Thank y'all so much. Um, you need anything else for me? Oh, we're good. All right, y'all have a nice great. Time. All right. So was was the shock of Toussaint, which was a great name that they used, by the way. Also, uh, T'Challa's and Nakia. Were you all shocked as I was when they came showing this kid? Uh, 
You mean his son was shown, you mean? Yeah, for the first time. I, I, saw, saw, the, I saw the kid and I was like, oh, that's probably his son. Because I remember there was rumors about it. And I, I liked it, though, because I hated all those rumors like, oh, he's going to be a variant. I was like, if he's a variant of T'Challa, then he doesn't have the same emotional connection he does with the characters we already know. It's just like, oh, it's the same face, different person, I guess. Yeah, I kind of saw it coming, so I, I wasn't completely shocked, but I was very I still was very excited when they did it. Yeah. I was shocked because I didn't hear any of the rumors and I think I was so caught up in the rest of the movie. I was yeah. I was yeah. kind of like trying to I guess I thought Shuri would try to, you know, somehow come to terms with her brother's death and maybe she was just going to visit Nikia because she was the last person to kind of interact with him. And then when the kid came up, I was like, Oh wow. Um, so I was pretty shocked, and I think it was funny, funny at the premiere. I think the kid was actually there, walking around with all the rest of the stars. But I just assumed he was somebody's kid. <laughs> so now when I go back and I look at all the pictures, I'm like, oh, that guy. So, so I mean, yeah, I, I was totally surprised. Yeah, I very much enjoyed that. Now I just I can't wait for hopefully he gets Namor gets his own movie soon. So mm -hmm. I know there's some yeah technical challenges, technical difficulties with universals. They got to free him. So. But I hope he does, because there's some great stories out there. So yeah. I could see, I could see Atuma becoming the villain. So I was, I was waiting for Atuma to do something that would hint at him. It, it, I, I thought he was gonna do something malicious in the movie, because I'm like, he's supposed to be the villain for Namor, but they didn't really do anything with that. So hopefully they'll, you know, do something with that later on. Yeah, they kind of made Namora a bit more aggressive in that That's, what I, that's like, what I noticed, too, yeah. He's more of the, the cousin, like, the best friend. She was more of, like, the straight-up villain. Like, yeah, yeah. He doesn't really have a hero side. Yeah, so I was surprised that he didn't... Yeah, I was surprised that Namora was more of the aggressive one than him. I have, like, this crazy theory that it's, like, Namora's going to kickstart this, like, um, doubt on him, and then Atuma's going to take charge, maybe with the help of, like, Krang or something. And then Namora's going to feel bad and then side back with Namor against Atuma. That's just my theory right now, but we'll see. Hey, you never know. Yeah. <laughs> but. So what was your guys' uh, favorite scene in the movie? Wow. Or is it, I mean, let's say this, top two. Just so you don't have to struggle. I think, I think my favorite, and I'm mad that they didn't show more than like three minutes of the shark throne of him descending okay. down oh, into yeah. the shark throne for me that was that and then was i'm cool, like yeah. wait no more of his regal gown or anything no. i was oh. i was upset about that yeah i like when he attacked wakanda yeah <laughs> <laughs> nothing against wakanda but i just loved how come on man look, look behind me look behind me we're still cleaning Sorry. up we're still cleaning Sorry. up man but i just liked how they made his fight scene they thought they made him how I, I I just remember sitting in the theater watching him fight and like attack all the ships. And I was like, this is I feel like I'm watching a comic book. Like I can tell you my favorite shot in the movie is like when <laughs> Sherry is shooting at Namor underwater and it's like following him as he's swimming and you can see him kicking underwater. Nah, that, was, that was beautiful. I was like, yeah. that looks like something out of a panel. So <laughs> I was just that's my favorite shot, to be very specific. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> When you were talking about his wings, I remember the shot in the trailer and in the movie where he, you know, he's flying towards the camera and then he pivots and you can see his his uh, wings really well. And then he goes back the other way. Like, I was like, damn, that's that's nice. It had like a nice uh, um, movement. It wasn't just like a straight yeah. like 
like Icarus or something where it's just he yeah. levitates. He like yeah. it's like a super jump almost. You know, he's yeah. like veering right. It, it's like he's running up, you know, running in yeah. the air almost. Yeah, yeah. Biology of it works really cool. So mm-hmm. if if I had to say my top two uh, one would be Killmonger because I just wanted to see him and yeah, he yeah, showed yeah. up. I was just like, yes. Um, and I figured that would be the only way they could do it. But I even like watching it, I, I wasn't thinking about it because I was just into the movie. And the other, I'd probably say just the introduction of Talacon. It was just beautiful. Yes. It was just amazing visually. Um with the music yeah the music just beautiful Mm -hmm. so for me it was the the scene where uh okoye got fired i thought that was great you know what i mean uh just just the dialogue the back and forth and i thought the emotion on her face like you could just see her like just it it was almost incomprehensible she's like wait what do you mean like why can't you let me just go try one more time uh i thought that was really great um what's my second one that one's hard uh you know, it's probably going to be something with Suri anymore, but I don't, I can't pin down which one because they had so many like great interactions. But I would say those two struck me the most just because of Angela Bassett's acting. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Like, and then probably third would be the Killmongers. Yeah. Just because, I mean, it was so short, but it was so meaningful, right? He came it was in. Powerful. Yeah, 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 exactly. And they really like set it up in a sense where you, totally expected Ramonda to come out on screen and um, how they styled Killmonger's hair to kind of look like Ramonda's crown. So you kind of like, oh, there she is on her throne. And it's like, oh, dang. Yeah, 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 yeah. So speaking of scenes, Namor Costa, remember we were looking, we were sharing the pops that they revealed. I'm so mad that they didn't show Namor riding an orca. I know. I was so upset. He didn't ride an orca. It was just a tuba. I know. It, it, maybe it was cut out. I don't. Maybe it, it, it was. You know. I mean, he doesn't out. need to ride an orca, but still, it would have been badass to see him ride an orca. I know. <laughs> Do you, are you guys following? I think it's Phil Saunders on Instagram. He's posting a lot of like sort of uh, uh, art of like scenes that were cut out. So there's yeah. the yeah. So he has a lot of cool stuff, and hopefully some of that stuff makes it into like you know the deleted scenes on the Blu-ray yeah. or whatever. But you never know. It could be yeah, in there. You never know. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna look out for it. Yeah, we need a four-hour cut. They said. <laughs> oh wow! Wow. <laughs> yeah, I said the director's cut was like four hours, right? Yeah. So let's take all the Namor scenes, please, and thank you. So, give <laughs> <laughs> me the Namora stuff and Atuma. I want to see more of them. I know they're just like secondary characters compared. To, it's a big ensemble film, so I understand. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I do, when they're on screen, though, they they were on screen. Like, mm-hmm. Atuma was just he was fucking raw. Like, yeah. I just, my friend was just like. When uh, Koi lost her spear and then Atuma kicked it back to her, I was like, that's so dirty. Like, <laughs> he, he just humiliated no, wait, he, he said, you don't deserve to die by my, my hand. Yeah. And I just, I just love the costumes. He's like, Namora's costume, like, mm. it's like, um, whenever she's on screen, you're just drawn to her just because her costume is just so really beautiful. And it's just like the, the fins and everything on her head. And yeah, then, you know, Ruth, yeah. she did a great job in both oh, yeah. movies with the costumes. It's like every time I go and I look to try to replicate something she did, you just see all these fine details on everything. Yeah. It's just like yeah. it's very, it's very hard to replicate any of her designs. And, I, and I'm looking at your 
your your your cosplay right now and I, yeah. i'm wondering how long did it take you to do all those details um this this whole suit took me two and a half weeks it was very it was a lot actually because um i was going to the premiere and i wanted to wear this one i was like i can wear my phoenix five name more but i want to wear something new and i love the challenge of the mcu suits so i made this in two and a half weeks for it uh nearly killed me because like on top of it i'm working like a full-time job and also going to the gym as well because that's part of the cosplay and um when i got it done i was like god 11 11 56 the night before the premiere so yeah. i was really right under the wire but i'm very proud of it and um and I saw the costume at the premiere, and uh, I was like, "Damn, I kind of nailed this shit!" Like, <laughs> ah, you did. At least the shoulders. I couldn't really see the belt. There was no good mm -hmm. shot of the belt at that time. So I got to redo that one day. So. No, I fully expect this to be nominated for an Oscar for the costume. Oh, yeah. absolutely. I mean, I think um, I love the name of what I think Atuma's costume is one of the best in the MCU. The details on that. When you look at the concept art that they're releasing right now, it's mm. it's crazy. They said, body tattoos? Uh, like he has like these scars in the shape of like shark's teeth. Well, they said actually that um Atuma's design, like he was bitten by a hammerhead shark as a, mm. as a kid, and then he killed it, and now he wears its skull on his head. <laughs> so I think that was really really cool because it also was like something like the comics too because. Uh, his helmet in the comics is like the the skull of the sea dragon of his people. So I like how they kind of translated that into the movie. So, mm -hmm. yeah. how long did it take you to make your headdress, Mighty Morphin cosplay? Uh, I lost track, but it was it was a couple of weeks. <laughs> okay, it's incredible. It's Thank you. Beautiful. Is that is that Thank foam? You. Yeah, it's all foam. Yeah, except there, for like the there's, there's like red. it's what there's feathers there in the back. Yeah, there's like these, uh, the little red feathers are like actual feathers, but mm -hmm. everything else, the feathers in the back and everything, those are all made by me by uh, with foam. That's amazing. That is amazing. Yeah, yeah. it's really incredible. Mm -hmm. Thanks. So, I think that's like the, I saw that and I was like, holy shit, that's insane. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, but it's it, so cool. But then it only appeared on screen for three minutes. I, that's always how it is, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Or they completely change it. Like they changed Namor's shorts. In and the, the belt. Yeah. I actually met the one of the VFX guy who actually did that, actually. Mm -hmm. um, at, at LA Comic Con. And he's saying, yeah, because people were joking about like um, that it might just be because of the bulge or something. Like, no, uh, Marvel saw like uh, the, 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 the clips of it. And it was like, his shorts are kind of boring. Let's change them. Like. Mm -hmm. So they said that everything was just like his belt and shorts were kind of boring. So they added a design to it. So, which is pretty cool. So the belt's a lot more complicated. That's for sure. <laughs> Great for us. <laughs> but, and the costumes for Wakanda too are just really well done too. All the other ones. Yeah. Everything. Incredible. Big fan. Love it. Oh, and uh, the other thing that was uh, interesting. Uh, is Ross gonna just live out in Wakanda, you know, hiding from his ex-wife now? I, I think he's gonna be part of the Okoye spinoff, right? To me, that makes the most sense, right? Yeah. There's the Okoye spinoff. She goes and she gets him at the end. It's like you know, he's gonna be somewhere in that. Ross is also in Secret Invasion. So, okay, I saw him in the trailer for that the other day. I was like, oh, so we'll see how he gets in there. I don't like Val. She's really annoying. So. <laughs> <laughs> shut up <laughs> yeah i always dream of that i was like shut the fuck up like <laughs> yeah i i, I dream of that 
Yeah, that was kind of over the top. They're like um, Nate Moore was like uh, Nate Moore, not Nate Moore. Um, he said like, yeah, well, to see if Bella is like a villain or a good guy, I was like, she wants to like attack Wakanda. Of course, she's a bad guy. She wants to destabilize the government. What are you talking about? Like, <laughs> no one, no one's on her side. At least not yet. So, is there any other thoughts? You know, favorite quotes. Bald headed demon, whatever. Anything. That was funny. Oh, yeah, that was funny. Winston Duke did a great job, like with all his lines. I thought he was really funny. He came in eating a carrot. Come on. Right. Yeah, that was, that was, you know, coming off the whole we are vegetarians, also uh, having a carrot. Yeah. Uh, favorite quote for me had to be the my people call me Ahkukulkan, but my enemies call me Namor. And just watching his like facial expression change in that, I'm like, okay. Mm. He's a swagger in that scene. That was so cool. Yeah, yeah, that was an <laughs> you know, amazing scene. The, the, the scene that killed me when he was like, what do you say? Bury your dead, mourn your losses. You're yeah. clean now. I was like, yeah. he is cold. <laughs> yeah. I, I know, like, it's just, oh, sorry, I interrupted you. Go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, I just loved how I always keep those, like, crazy eyes. In that scene, I was like, this is so cool. Like, this is like what I expect from him. You know, he kind of has anger issues. So it was very well done. At that moment, I was like terrified. I was like, oh, just terrified. Yeah. He just killed the queen like that. Yeah. He took down Wakanda like that. <laughs> like a five minute clip. He took Wakanda as like the biggest forces out. Without a Black Panther, of course. And I'll, I'll, I'll mention uh, Angela Bassett did an interview where she was not happy with dying in the movie. She did not like the fact that she died. I kind of agree with that. You know, you know what I thought? I thought that they might kind of take her out because uh, Suri needed to have like kind of a coming of age moment. So it's like there's no one else to rely on to step up. Like it's all on mm. you. But I didn't think they were actually going to kill her off. So I thought she'd be in some hospital and like in stasis, and she just yeah. needed to do this on her own. So when they actually, because when when the bomb blew up in her face and she like saved her, I was like, okay, you know, they have all this technology. They push you know beads into people and they come back. So I was like, okay, she's not. Yeah, gonna... right. So when they cut to the funeral scene. I was like, oh, right. <laughs> I was like, oh, we're just going with this. She's dead. And I was like, all right. I mean. So yeah, kind of that she was like in a stasis or like in a coma because at least she has that that big issue because um it's just kind of sad in general like you know you lose t'challa and then you lose ramonda exactly. and um someone was pointing out in the avengers endgame in that one last shot of like with everyone it shows like mm -hmm. jerry's like this picture has like a lot more weight to it than it really should have you know mm -hmm. um i don't know I, I loved Angela Bassett, so I, you know, it'd be nice if she could have stayed for a little bit longer. So yeah, yeah, and it, it's hard because I think like who's going to be in the third movie? And she's yeah. one of their strongest actors, right? Oh so, yeah. I mean, I just felt like we need another movie for somebody else to transition into that role, and maybe having her bow out in the third movie makes more sense. And we're already dealing with like one major character being lost, so to kill off another one, maybe it's too much for the fans. But I guess. They thought differently and <laughs> yeah. I thought it was a bit much, but at the same yeah. time, it's like, you know, I thought it was also I saw both sides of the coin when I saw yeah. that. And the, saw what they needed to do 
to get Surya over the edge, but then also mm -hmm. like essential vested, you know? <laughs> but I think it really tapped into that last final fight scene where I was saying like yeah. it was kind of like gritty and yeah. gritty. Every you understood everybody's emotions and they were like, yeah. you know, there's just a lot of anger on both sides. It's like, okay, I get it. Like this is why this fight's getting dirty. Like, you know, she's just fed up with everything. She's mad. She's like, I just want to fight. Yeah. They yeah. needed something to push Shuri over the edge, which I don't think it yeah. needed to be like killer. I know that in the first viewing, I uh, I was the only one cheering when Namor came out and did anything. I was screaming and just so excited. But then after, you know, um, the queen died, I kind of like shrunk in my seat because I'm like, oh, my God, he just killed her. And I, I, I like hit <laughs> But then the second viewing, I watched it again and I didn't feel so uncomfortable because it's like, well, he didn't target her. She would have survived if she wouldn't have gone back and saved her. I think the technology should have been able to save her considering that, you know, um, at the battle, final battle scene, she had a spear go through her entire body and she was fine five seconds later. So um, it, it made me very uncomfortable at first. And then and so I saw like the Wakanda side, but then I saw the other side of what it's like, well, she was like collateral damage in the middle of a war when Namor was just trying to, you know, prevent any more damage to, to his people. So I like it, like uh, Namor Cosplay was saying, like, I, I kind of saw both sides of the coin. But yes, I was very uncomfortable with it the first time around. Wait, you know? I have one comment, though. He did actually kill her because think about it. He, he threw three yeah. bombs in her face. So she's probably dead or like she, well, whatever damage she sustained was probably from that. And then the rest well, of it she, was her, yeah. Well, she was swimming back up, and if, yeah. she, if she would have swam back up, she would have she would have survived. The problem is, like, she went back down to save uh, Riri. No, I mean they both floated to the top, right? But I think probably because she was closest to the window and had the bomb blow up in her face, it's probably that. That's the way I took it. I was just thinking because maybe her heart was older, so it was not as strong as like Riri's, who's a child. So maybe, maybe. Like, you know, you're an older person, you drown, you don't come back as much. Yeah. So. Maybe. But and, I, it, oh sorry. But it, it, I feel like if, if if also if she doesn't die, then who does Shuri? Who do we expect Shuri to 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 see? You know what I mean? After she takes the the herb, heart shaped herb, I think that would have taken something out of that as well. Oh well, you know you're not gonna see we're not gonna see the queen, and we not all expected to see the queen after that happened, right? Mm -hmm. I, I will say I was a little um, had a little bit of expectations from What If the animated show because um, there's that one with Killmonger episode where Ramonda is like in charge of the army. I kind of was expecting her to fight a little bit more. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if it was just like just because it's a What If, so it's a different timeline. But I was hoping to see Ramonda take charge like that, but not be the Panther, obviously. Yeah, I was looking to see like a Ramonda fight scene, honestly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not not like like you know she's like the Black Panther or anything like that, but to be like okay, there's nobody left. Like we're gonna fight. Like I'm gonna you know put my whatever armor on and go to battle. But, I also think everything could have been avoided if Shuri just told her mom she was going to telecom. <laughs> she should have called. Yeah, literally, Akoya got fired. Her mom died. Like if she said, "Hey mom, I'm fine." I'm just going to Telecon. I'll be back soon. You know, the service was bad. You got to blame that AI. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you should have just like, left a little note on the bridge for the way. You know, they don't have self service in Telecon. No. So you never know. They needed this, the, their conch, right? Yeah. yeah. Mom can't talk going to an underwater kingdom. <laughs> 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 my fault. <laughs>
I did one thing I will say as I thought it was a little bit too easy for uh Nikia to sneak in and kind of rescue them though. Yeah. I just think that's okay. Like, was that easy? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Real quick. And then she got out and they're in the water, right? You know, she just like kind of I was like, they can't catch her, but I was like, hey, we'll let it go. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, where are the guards? I don't know. Yeah. Not, not they probably got a little cocky because they didn't think people could find them. Maybe. But I guess she was kind of smart. She at least had the Kimoye beads like a uh, tracker. So I guess that helps a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, uh, True. Yeah. So what are you guys looking to see in the, I guess, the, the next version of any like MCU movie where they make references to this? What are you guys looking for? Um, you know, I'm still waiting for the MCU to reference uh, the celestial head in the ocean. <laughs> oh yeah, that's yeah. It was it was briefly in She-Hulk, right? There was the, there was the thing, the sort of like news source, but no one's like, "Hey, there's a giant head and hand sticking out of the Indian Ocean." Like, let's talk about it for two seconds. <laughs> there should be like people like literally going there trying to discover things, right? It's, yeah, there's but uh, yeah, expeditions and everything. <laughs> exactly. I'm waiting to see what they're going to do with the whole mutant thing because they, you know, they obviously yes. brought it up here with Namor and then they also addressed it at the end of Miss um, Marvel. So, yeah. just... I, I think I, I don't count that because Namor is the first mutant in the comics. So, I'm mm-hmm. saying he's the first person to physically say, I'm a mutant. I'm so a mutant. Sorry, sorry, Kamala, but I <laughs> that doesn't count. No, no, you said, Hi, I'm a mutant. Like, Blatantly obvious, so he's the first. Yeah. I'm just doing because I'm a comic fan, and I'm just trying to be comic in the MCU. But yeah, yeah. He, he is what the first they do with it. it. Yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully, MCU gets to the mutant soon, so maybe. Hopefully, I feel like there's something they're 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 gonna hold on to there so quietly until they're just have well, something like ready to go but the fox deal says they can't use until 2025 so oh is that really what it is well they, they can't they can't like announce it or get like work on any projects i or think they can just... use them but i don't think they can make any x-men related films until 2025 it'll no. oh, wow. be here before you know it yeah literally it's all it's already december so i mean yeah it's almost 2023 exactly we'll be so busy with like everything else so <laughs> They'll give us enough movies to keep us busy. A little too much, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, sometimes, yeah. That's yeah. what I like. They, they took their time with this movie, and, they, and it shows. It really shows. Yeah. It's very well done. Did you guys think the second movie was better than the first, or do you think it's kind of like something you can't compare? I like the second one better. I think it's, I think, yeah, you, I don't think you can compare it. It's um, hard, yeah. Because yeah. I love T'Challa, and I love T'Challa's journey, and it just, like, Wakanda is just, like, I was thinking about this film in, in retrospect to the first one. Like the first one's like very bright and colorful. Mm. And like this one has a lot of bright colors too, but this one feels a little more darker. The like themes, uh, yeah. like Shuri's lab is very blue and gray, but the first orange and, and all the other colors. So I think um, it's a sadder movie, um, but I also mm. am biased because name words in it specifically. So <laughs> I, I separate them. So I've heard people say like, uh, 
question why weren't the Avengers at the funeral? And I feel like, it, it, to me, I don't feel like they belong there. In Wakanda, it, it felt like a cultural, you know, event thing. Yeah. But I've seen so many people question why the Avengers, and then I'm like, what? If, also, what Avenger do you expect to be there? Bucky is as from the last movie. They, you know, took his arm off and was like, "Bass, damn you!" So I don't expect to see Bucky in Wakanda anytime soon. And just I'm, I don't even know what other Avenger you would have in that moment i feel like the only person who might go there is captain america but he's kind of like gone so he's the only person i felt like out of the avengers had like a solid relationship yeah you you know what i think i think when i when i kind of watch that scene right so you you go through the whole lab struggles right so you're not going to have some avengers standing around there because it's just a distraction right um and then you go straight to the funeral scene right The, the private part of the funeral and I don't think it would make sense to be there because that looked like this family and friends. And then you yeah. have the sort of procession, right? And they you could argue they could have been somewhere in the back, but everybody's wearing white and blah, 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 blah. So you could have done it there, but I don't know if it would have added anything to the scene, right? Because I think they were trying to show this sort of celebration of somebody's life and focus on that and then move away from it. So I think if you, if you stuck some of these Avengers in there, all they're going to be doing is standing there looking sad. Yeah. For the most yeah. part, right? It's not like they're going to go up and like put their hand on the casket or whatever it is, or maybe they're not going to give the Wakandan salute. And it, I just felt like if, if they even shot it, it probably got cut. Yeah, yeah. it didn't feel like they were missing. It yeah. didn't feel like anybody was missing. I wasn't it, even thinking about them. I've just seen people comment and I was just like, they really didn't fit in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think if you're the director, it just doesn't flow. You could do it, but it's just kind of like just doing it just to do it. So... And the only thing would be like is like oh like yeah exactly and, but here's the thing it's a little bit like if, if you just throw them in there you already have this somber moment people are thinking that you're like oh there's iron man oh there's like so-and-so or whatever mm-hmm. it is you know and it's just like it doesn't really flow with the rest of the whole thing because unless oh, yeah. those people were there earlier and you can see that they're upset and they're sad then you kind of buy them looking sad that moment but just to pop them in for like literally 20 seconds or less yeah, I don't know if it would have. Yeah. Right, so. yeah, I don't think it was necessary. Yeah, yeah. Because if you just think about it, if they did it, how would it work? And then it's just kind of weird. It wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. I agree. So, I think Should people be. on the internet just say stuff because it's not exciting. <laughs> they need something to do. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, should we wrap it up? Yeah. Sure. Getting kind of hungry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, uh, well, I'm glad everyone was able to make it. I really appreciate you joining. Uh, it was a fun discussion for me. I hope you also had fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, talk thank you so much. Around, so. <laughs> yeah, it was great meeting all you guys. And I think I'm following you both already, but if not, I'll be following you and liking all your pictures and posts. All right. Dinner time. All right. So we all do our own salutes or, you know, Wakanda forever, Leaky Tokyo. Uh, I got my crazy like Edward Scissorhands. <laughs> <laughs> it's not gonna look so good. It does look really creepy. <laughs> I'm gonna put my hands down. <laughs> <Nine>. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm in this. <laughs>